Hello, college football fans. Welcome to episode 102 of College Football Throwdown. I'm your host, Alex Schmitz, and today I'm joined by my dad, Peter Schmitz. Hello, college football fans and Nebraska fans. <laughs> and our special guest once again this episode, Uncle AJ. Hello, everyone. All right. And we are in person here again to discuss the different bowl games that have occurred in this 2020-2021 season here, uh, this weird COVID year that we've had as well as the semifinal games and a preview of the upcoming national championship game. So, lots to get into here. But before we dive into that, we've got uh, two different types of alcohol yes. at the table today. <laughs> we are uh, we are opening uh, another of the uh, uh, A.J. Uh, Schmidt's, uh, you know, food of the gods, Michelob Ultra. Right. Which is his lifeblood. <laughs> That's that baby. And then we can cheers to... A glass of the fine or things in life, a nice fine scotch uh, to sip along the way. Now, not to say that we're a bunch of alcoholic drunks, <laughs> but certainly not. It's the new year, and I'm turning over a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here you go. New Year's resolutions, right? There we go. More scotch. <laughs> More scotch. All yeah. right. We're going to Ireland this year, so. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this was a uh, you know of course uh, wouldn't be 2020 without capping off the year with some uh, oddness because we had some uh, bowl games that got scheduled but then got canceled due to different COVID concerns for different teams and things like that. So we had yeah. less bowl games this year than we normally would, um, but still quite a few you know. And it's been fun being here together with you guys yep. over the holidays. To it has uh, been watch. really awesome. awesome. It has been enjoyable to watch the football too, though. Actually, I mean, yeah. there's been some there's been some real good games. entertaining yeah. games. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. You know, and this obviously this COVID year has been weird and sucked, and you know we've there's some games that haven't happened and teams that have been right. set back by it. But at the end of the day, I'm glad, certainly I'm glad we had the season because we still got some great games out of it. And, we did, you know, progression of the kids and all that sort of stuff. Right. Yeah. In September, it didn't look like that we were going to get much football at all, oh, and right. and I I'm very thankful for all the football we did get yep. all the way through, mm-hmm. even though really, the Big Ten didn't but, start until I don't know when it was, and, but it and was late. And think about it, we had. We had a number of canceled games. Oh yeah, and I don't still, think there was one. Yeah, I don't think there was one COVID-related death or even severe case among uh, the kids players that were playing, or, yeah. or coaches staff. Yeah. who right. did end up getting tested positive. Yeah. Okay, and so the the efforts among those organizations to to bubble to the best of their ability for the most part worked and. And uh, if I could just briefly, since this is a Nebraska-related podcast, say that Nebraska did a phenomenal job throughout the season of keeping their group, including coaching and staff, not just players, you know, pretty darn effectively monitored, right? Mm-hmm. And they were ahead of the curve. They were one of the first ones that was doing the full team testing and all that stuff, uh, thanks to the University of Nebraska Medical Center, which never gets enough credit for the fact that they are leading edge in a lot of things, which happens to include, you know, pandemic and uh, these kinds of uh, major health crises. So, so uh, you know, I just, I give SEC and the Big 12 some credit here, and I don't like to give the Big 12 credit, as you know, uh, for the, the fact that they had the guts, or the SEC, they had the guts to say, you know what, we feel comfortable enough that we can move forward and we're not putting our teams at risk. 
Mm-hmm. And you know what? They were right. And then they were able to manage their missed opportunities by having open weekends to play. And right. We, unlike the Big on the stated, unlike, we started too late. Right. If we and just we started didn't. two, three weeks earlier, I think it would have come well, out which much better. Supposed yeah. Which is when we originally, yeah. Yeah. if yeah. we had just followed through with our plan and not gotten cold feet over yeah. a, a stupid article that was debunked to be immediately, yeah. um, then we would have been in way better position. And I think we would have, uh, yeah. you know, it would have just been a very different season for all I, of our I, that, teams. That goes to a, a thing that we could talk to at a later date, mm-hmm. but poor leadership mm-hmm. from the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other show in it itself. Is. Totally. Hell You're right. Yeah. We, and we will. <laughs> that, that, that'll primp a rent for that one. That'll yes. be easy. Yes. For <laughs> that's, that's an easy one. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> sure is. All right. Well, the first bowl I have here on our list is one we, we you and I saw, Dad, while we were in Sedona, Arizona, which was the uh, Coastal Carolina versus Liberty, which is significant because Coastal Carolina was one of those undefeated, right? Group of five undefeated teams. They kind of had a Cinderella year here, yep. um, and they played at a, a close with uh, Liberty. They were winning actually at, at a certain point, but Liberty ended up pulling it out thirty-seven, thirty-four. Right, and and so th- that kind of debunked the whole Group of Five thing. That that did not build their case, right? That that hurt their case because there was a lot of people arguing that. Frankly, Coastal Carolina should have gotten at least consideration for one of the New Year's Day Six Bowls, like the Oregon-Iowa State game. You know, it would have been a far more appropriate in their minds to have Coastal Carolina, undefeated and conference champion of their conference, play rather than Oregon, who was a Pac-12 champion but had backed into the game because of a COVID situation with Washington, who had two or three losses versus this undefeated. Division One football team from uh, Coastal Carolina. Now, Coastal Carolina goes off and gets beat by Liberty. It doesn't. You don't make your case when you do that. Okay. Yep. So Coastal Carolina needed to step up and really kick some ass, and they failed in their opportunity. Mm-hmm. And the other that's the significance. The, well, yep. And the other big Group of Five game was, of course, the, the this was a New Year's Six Bowl, the Peach Bowl, uh, mm-hmm. with Cincinnati versus Georgia. Georgia, yes. And another game where Cincinnati was winning, and we were rooting was, for them yep. hard, but Georgia uh, did drove it down there right at the end, at and, the end. and uh, got a field goal to win it, a long like fifty-two yarders, right? Right. With honestly some bad clock management by Cincinnati, yes. where they they were supposed to be focused on. Uh, killing time, and they left seconds on the right. board. They were and throwing the ball, and throw, throwing, throwing and the ball down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, another missed opportunity there. That's right. You're exactly. That right. That was a well fought game, though. It was. I mean, they it was the both teams game. played. Yeah, that was great an excellent defense. game. Yeah, but a lot of great defense. A... But but the fact is, as you're talking about a Georgia team that frankly had a somewhat disappointing season. Probably had you know its share of people not playing. In fact, I think we might have researched that a little yeah. bit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like six or seven players not even yeah. playing for Georgia, and they still found a way to beat this Cincinnati team that was undefeated and one of the best teams in Cincinnati history, right? And so again, it 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 makes the point that as much as you want to clamor for the Group of Five, there still is a big difference between Group of Five and the Power Five. But uh, for another day. We will talk about, you know, the implications of that for a, a playoff yes, down the road. Yes, the political machinations going exactly. on in the background of college football right now. Exactly. Uh, then this is another good game: uh, Oklahoma State versus Miami in the Cheez It Bowl. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a name! I know, right? 
And uh, Oklahoma State won that 37-34, but Miami looked like they were going to pull back and win it just with their better talent because yeah. Oklahoma State, you know, just kept on making these mistakes. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. And, and again, it's one of those things where, again, Oklahoma State's another team that, that tends to get close to the edge of, of, of really being champions, and then they always find a way to kind of take a step back. And 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 uh, although they won this game, that kind of um, characteristic of their program still seems to be there. Um, Miami, on the other hand, is still Miami too. Uh, they they've got tremendous talent, but they lack discipline, uh, and it ends up biting them in the ass a lot, and 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 it caused another loss for them, you know. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens with Miami's coaching staff over these next few years because they got the talent. It's a question of, you know, can they actually get it disciplined and focused and and execute consistently week in and week out. Uh, But another interesting game. Yep, yep. That was a good game that we watched. And then this was interesting. um, Texas-Colorado in the Alamo Bowl. Texas won 55-23. It was closer earlier on. Like, Colorado had its chances. But I remember, like, they were were doing all right. And then they threw a pick. And it was like, oh, well, now it's over because – you know, when you're the underdog, you can't be making well, big mistakes like that. Well, and and, and and this does not bode well for the Pac-12 uh, because um, why um, why were two teams playing in the Pac-12? No, no, oh, Big, oh, 12, no, Pac-12. It's Big Twelve versus Pac-12. Because Colorado, because Colorado's in the Pac-12. Right, Colorado is out yeah. west, now and now Colorado had a fairly good season record-wise, and earlier Pac-12, yeah, had a good had a good thing going, mm. and they have a good running back, but their defense was atrocious. I mean. The, the 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 freshman running back from Texas looked like he should be in New York collecting the Heisman <laughs> because yeah. he was phenomenal. He was he was averaging like 14 yards a carry, and literally every time he touched the ball, I mean, he, he either scored a touchdown or damn near scored a touchdown. It was just ridiculous. Uh, yep, um, and I saw that um, Sam Ellinger, the quarterback from Texas, yeah. has decided to go pro. Right. Well, and well, and that. I don't know if this is the time to mention it, but that might have something to do with the fact that he lost his coach. Yeah, uh, that probably does have something to do with it. The other thing I want to mention before we go into the Tom Herman situation is uh, you'll remember that there was a lineman, I think it was number 85. Defensive lineman. Yeah, defensive yeah. lineman for Texas who uh, who is a freshman, of course, too. He made some nice plays earlier in the game, and then he gets this one-handed interception that looks like, you know, he should be out there catching balls. Yeah, he's got, he's should got, be a tight end. <laughs> he's yeah, got amazing was, hands. That, that was an amazing play. So, yeah. so, you, so you have a freshman running back that looks like an All-American. I mean, the guy's a stud. Freshman. You have a defensive end who looks like he might be the oh, next yeah. Indomitian Sioux. Yeah. Okay. And you win your bowl game 55 to 23. Three. In dominant and get, fashion, and, and you, you get, get fired, fired for doing it. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with that picture? Yeah, and uh, I don't have the exact record in front of me, but I think Tom Herman's record in his time at Texas something like thirty-eight, fourteen, or yeah, thirty-nine, and maybe a little better. Yeah, thirty-nine than that. and seventeen, or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was kind of surprising. You know, just a few days ago, here Tom Herman was fired, and then his replacement was announced on the same day. Yeah, yeah. So, being... so they didn't have any conversations while they still no. had a coach. No, uh-uh. I'm sure that didn't happen. No. Oh, wait a minute. No, there, there's, there was, you know, discussions with uh, Urban Meyer like five weeks ago. <laughs> right, right. We've, we, you were talking to me before it even happened about rumors of different. Know. 
coaches I mean, that they had talked the, to. I mean, the, the, the boosters down there at the University of Texas uh, start doing shit on their own, okay? <laughs> and they start having conversations and going over to people's houses. And <laughs> I mean, uh, my, my question is, did Urban Meyer actually invite them into the house or did they just stay on the porch? Because uh, who knows if they were even knew they were coming? I don't know, but but it's just crazy how they do that every time, and it's and it's illogical because you've got a coach who they think is under underperforming as a recruiter in the state of Texas because he's not getting the guys they think they should that he should get. But I just mentioned three guys that probably have the capability to be future all Americans yeah. that are freshmen <laughs> on their team. Maybe you give him a little more time. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah, he he hasn't, you know, been the, the dominant Texas that they want to see, but he hasn't done bad either. You know, they've been, uh, even though they've been losing to Oklahoma, which, of course, he won the first year. Tom Hunterman won against Oklahoma the first year, which, of course, put him in great graces with the fan base at the time, but they seem to have forgotten all about that. Exactly. In the years since, because he's lost to Oklahoma. Right. Anytime Texas is in turmoil, I'm enjoying it. I like hey. when <laughs> Texas is, is in turmoil. Uh, they made a huge mistake getting rid of this coach, and the guy they're bringing in is a lowlife, so it's only going to get worse for them, so I'm happy. Well, and that, of course, is Steve Sarkeesian, the offensive coordinator at Alabama, who was previously a head coach at uh, USC before that kind of blew up in his face a bit. But he's been doing great at Alabama as an offensive coordinator. Um, and now he'll be coaching in the national championship game and then leaving for his new post at just, Texas. Just an FYI, I think I could pretty do pretty good as an offensive coordinator at Alabama <laughs> if I got new talent. I'm, I'm pretty sure I would be looking pretty good, too. Yeah. Just an FYI. All yeah, right. Peter Smith's working for Nick Saban. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's so, yeah, it's an interesting decision. And uh, – Tom Herman still had several years left on his contract, so it's going to be like a $40 million payout for yeah. him and all and his, his assistants. Yeah. That's just crazy. In COVID times when the well, university is firing and, people. And you had said something about there was an SI article that you recently read that spoke to that, that the fact that, that, that Texas, prior to this decision, had already made some choices or decisions relative to their oh, yeah. staff. At, and let at, people at go. Yeah, they had, oh, yeah. They had, they had it cut. It was like Holy 150 cow. people fired, like 150 positions, you know, job applicants that they just didn't, you know, go move forward Pursue. with the jobs, yeah. you know, pay cuts, furloughs, the whole deal. Because, of course, you know, all yeah. the different sports are struggling. Right. And, and this demand. money is coming from the boosters. It's not coming yeah. from the university. But you'd think those boosters would have it, you know, think somewhere along lines yeah. like they would understand the money, optics, yeah, money to help out our university, you know, to survive yeah. or, this pandemic, yeah, and keep and keep some of that staff who who clearly were doing something, right? So so what are all the tasks and activities and future development stuff that they were working on that's now dead in the water because they're not there anymore, and these same boosters who had the money could have written that check and said keep those guys but instead they used it to buy out a coach who frankly has done pretty good yeah. now, has he has he recruited as well as he as he wanted to no but that does not mean that he might not have in the future now i, I understand that we're sitting here around the table we don't know the inner workings maybe he's pissed off half the coaches in the state of texas because he did x y or z wrong right, right. and so there might be those kinds of elements that that only those people know, 
And so I will concede that that's a possibility. But if that's the case, usually that kind of shit gets out, right? And you start hearing rumors of it, especially in this social media world we live in now. We would be reading all about that. And it would be coming out now that he's fired. I mean, people would be coming out of the woodwork telling the stories, right? And right. that ain't happening right. so far. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I think there's no the, smoke there. The the guy they're bringing in, a little bit is more the same. Not not uh, not a good thing. Right. Not a good guy. Right. Well, we know he he's had some like alcohol problems at some of his past but, jobs. Something. But that was at USC. Before that time, yeah, he, he was at Washington, Washington when I lived in Washington. And he was successful. And he was successful there. And he basically was let go there without compensation. Right. There was some, and there was a lot of rumor uh, throughout the time that I was there that I was hearing about why he was let go, and it was not good, a really not good stuff that he was let go. Not just alcohol, but things that were really not good. And I'm amazed that he ever got the job at USC, and then after what he did at USC to to get this job. I'm telling you, they, these people in Texas, three years from now, are going to be doing the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah they may well be. Yep. We'll we'll have to see. The hope would be, of course, that uh, Steve, in his time off, you know, reflecting on his past mistakes and being at Alabama, you know, has reformed in some of those right. personal problems that he has. Right. But you know, that's a gamble that he's, Texas has taken. Well, he's clearly lost a lot of weight. I just saw a picture of him, and he looks like a is very he? different person. Is he? Yeah. And. Uh, uh, and he looks older because <laughs> he worked for Nick Saban. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd do that to you. Yeah. Yeah. But but here's the thing. Now he walks into a situation. Who wouldn't want to walk into that situation? I just described to you three guys, and you know he's got a lot more than that. That, that are, are all really Americans waiting to, yeah. waiting to come out. So all yeah. he has to do is yeah. not step on his you-know-what, and, and yeah. he will do fine at Texas. Now, can he beat Oklahoma? Uh, that's a different story. See, that's, that's the whole the exactly. Sherman. The Sherman thing, he couldn't beat Oklahoma. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Herman. Yeah, Tom. Yeah. Herman. Yeah. yeah. Not Sherman. Sherman <laughs> was Texas A&M. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. You're good. Yep. Yep. And we know that important that is. You know, that's something that uh, Michigan coaches have faced, too. You know, having, uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah. Lloyd Her- Carter back Lord, in the day. Lloyd Carr. Lloyd Carr. Yeah. yeah. Back in the day. Uh, you know, was getting like nine win seasons consistently, but he kept losing to Ohio State, and that's what Michigan fans cared about. Right. So then they, they, they fire him, and then they go through three coaches to right. their current one, and none of them could do it either. Yeah. Right? And and now they, they got a coach who was their golden boy, who they're really Khaki, invested Khaki into. And, yep. and, and he ain't doing it either. So, so maybe... You know, Ohio State is good. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, they made a hell of a hire here just recently, too, didn't For they? For a coordinator. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, yep, they fired... Um, Don Brown, who was Don phenomenal, Brown. but had one Achilles heel, inflexibility, okay? Right. And in, as a coach today, you can't be so married to your goddamn system. Uh, system that you're unwilling to change. And he was unwilling to change. Right. So he got fired as the defensive coordinator at uh, Michigan, but was uh, replaced then by Will Muschamp, mm-hmm. um, who is also a great defensive mind. Phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Mind. So I think that's going to, that's really going to, I mean, this is the first time, and I don't like hardball at all, but I think that's going to be a team 
to really over the next two years. Holy cow. They're yeah. going to be something. Oh, they're another one like Miami, right? We know they have the talent. It's just a matter of uh, getting it disciplined yeah. yep. and moving <clears throat> in the right direction. Exactly. And, and yeah, Harbaugh is going to get his contract extension, especially with the, the must-champ hire. Yeah. And they recruited extremely well. They're still yeah. a top-10 recruiting class. So they're, they're loading up. They're just not loading up as much as Ohio State. But you know what? They just need to stop focusing on Ohio State and focus on beating everyone else in the Big Ten and getting to that Don't second spot yeah. and, and then start winning New Year's Day Bowls. And guess what's going to happen? All of a sudden, they're going to find themselves matching Ohio State in recruiting, and then the ball's going to turn, right? And then they're going to be in that 50-50 thing where they're they're winning 50% and Ohio State's winning 50%. Because they got all the other stuff. And, in fact, they got more. Michigan, even now, makes more money. And has a has a higher revenue stream as an athletic department than Ohio State. Right. Even now. After all these years yeah. of Ohio State dominance right. and right. rivalry. So Michigan still has what they need to get uh, it done. Yeah. Next year uh, and the year after especially, I think they're going to be something pretty spectacular. All right. So moving back to the bowl games here, uh, we have the Dukes-Mayo Bowl with uh, Wisconsin and Wake Forest. And Wisconsin... Uh, you know, it was a little close early, you know, kind of like some of these other games. Wisconsin pulled away and won that 42-28 to over Wake Forest. So a nice win for the Big Ten. That was our first that was a nice win. Uh, bowl game. Uh, and what a what, chronology. I mean, you know, again, since they're a competitor within our own division, it pisses me off. But that bowl game and that circumstance and everything that played out for Wisconsin is exactly why I wanted Nebraska to play. Mm-hmm. Because that game was really valuable for Wisconsin. Now, I will concede, Wisconsin lost three games during the, the regular season, maybe four. Uh, I think it was three. Was it three? Yeah. That they lost to COVID. So so they really needed to play some more games. They hadn't played, played as many games as we did. Um, but being able to prepare and go through another week and then play that game, man, that, that, that looks to have benefited them considerably. Mm-hmm. Now, they did lose Cohen, their starter from two years ago, who was injured before this season, and that's why the freshman played, right? Um, and then Cohen got and healthy. Then Cohen got healthy, and he transferred. He went into the portal. Oh. So that's an interesting thing. That that tells me that he saw the writing on the wall, that he was not going to beat out this freshman kid. Even though after the first game, that freshman really didn't wow anybody enormously right he had a phenomenal first game and then kind of became average after that right right that typical freshman stuff but he's a physical talent there's no doubt right i don't know it's going to be interesting to see and wisconsin for the first time this year actually take took advantage of their success of of the past and recruited extremely well top 15 well Mm. and they have not been able to leverage their success on the field into improved dramatically improved recruiting until this year. Right. So that's going to be very Which interesting to see. Ironic because this was probably one of the lesser years I know. in a while. But, of... but you know, you, you, the seeds you sow in the past, you know, it takes a while for that to take hold. That's what happened this time. Yep. 
Sure did. And then uh, this was an interesting one. Uh, the Cotton Bowl with Florida and Oklahoma playing each other. Um, of course, Oklahoma being the Big 12 champion that got left out of the playoff, as we discussed on the previous podcast. And it seems like they may have had a little chip on their shoulder because they won that game 55-20 to and made uh, Trask, the Florida quarterback and Heisman finalist, uh, look like a joke. Right, exactly. <laughs> they, they really did, Alex. Uh, that was... That was you and so, I watched that. Game. Yeah, we that was a tremendous job by Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were. It seemed like they knew they had they had watched a tremendous amount of film. They knew what was coming an awful lot of that. How many? They. I, I want to say like it was three out of the first four possessions that um, that Florida had. They um, intercepted the ball. Mm-hmm. It was just crazy how how they were cutting on it so quickly and Oklahoma was just taking advantage yeah. of it. Yeah. They, they, they clearly, yeah, they had a read on what Trask was trying to do in terms of throwing the ball, the routes they were running. And then on the offensive side of ball, they had a, a running back. Um, I forget his oh, name, yeah. but uh, you, you're, was it Sherman? No, no, no. 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 It was um, something else like Williamson. Stevenson. 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 That was it. Stevenson. Uh, and you were loving him. Oh, yeah. He's going to play in the cow. pros. He's going to be. He's going to be a great pro because he's got a big body. He's got quickness and he can cut uh, better than uh, most anybody. I mean, he reminded me guy, of uh, yeah. yeah for a big guy. He reminded me of Eric Dickerson quite a bit, and it was like holy cow. And I don't know how many yards he ended up with, but it was quite a bit. He was close to two hundred if he wasn't two hundred. Oh yeah, no, he had a lot, and their quarterback as well impressed me. Um, he looks, you know, looks a little funny, but and he's uh, small, yeah, smaller yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. I think he's pretty young too. He is. He's a yeah. redshirt freshman. Uh, yep, freshman. Yeah. But but he can throw a ball good and yeah. and, and scamper away when well, he needs to. That's what I was gonna say. He's heady and he's got a high football IQ. Right? Yep, seemed that yep, way. Yep, and so he's they he's, look good. He's cocky as shit, but he's gonna grow into that. He's gonna yeah. mature. And and he's going to end up being a superstar. But they uh, they look good. They, they look yeah. real good. They're wide well, receivers. And you know uh, this is a kind of a hindsight's twenty twenty thing. But looking at how they played in that game, and then you know what we got in the semifinal game, I think if the playoff committee could go back, they would put Oklahoma in at that number four spot right. for yeah. sure. Absolutely. And it, it would be interesting to see an Alabama team play Oklahoma and see what might have played out there. Now, frankly, Alabama probably still wins that game, but it might have been much more competitive, and and, and there would have been more threat, right? There would have been more threat. Mm-hmm. Why would you put them at four? Why wouldn't <laughs> you put them at three? I would, I, would put them at, I would put them at four because Ohio State was undefeated oh, and Big Ten Jesus. Champions. Come on now. <laughs> that's, that's just, it's crap. And Oklahoma had two losses. Oklahoma yeah. had two losses. Yeah. They lost to Kansas State. Uh, they lost to Iowa State. They were, st- they were still a better team than, uh, you look at how many teams or how many games all those other teams had to play at Ohio State's coming uh, out well, of nowhere. Uh, okay. We're playing six patsies and then they, then they uh. get to walk into the playoffs like right. nothing, because they they, they didn't played play Patsy. Yes, they, they did. Okay, so you're calling Northwestern a Patsy? Yes. See, Northwestern's not a Patsy. Yes, they, they are. are. Well, Northwestern Indiana's won their game. Indiana's not a Patsy. Yeah. Their bowl game. Indiana beat. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, 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 Northwestern Auburn. beat Auburn, right? Yep. Northwestern. Yep. Beat Northwestern Auburn. beat Auburn. Okay. Okay. Northwestern beat. I mean, they beat them badly too. They it was sound. 
No, yes, I, wouldn't call, I wouldn't say that. It was a sound victory. Yeah, yeah they, they controlled the game. It was 35-19. Yeah. 35-19. Yeah, it's um, a sound game. And Ohio State played Penn State, which we would normally consider to be a tough game, but this year Penn State was down, so right. it wasn't so hard. Yeah. They, they, I think they fought the, the virus worse than most teams. I mean, yeah. they really had a difficult well, time. Well, and they had that. a bunch of guys and Wisconsin that the same out. way. I mean, they both uh, both Penn State oh, and yeah. Wisconsin And I don't understand that. that from Wisconsin. It yeah, really they, doesn't They make really any fought sense. the the virus quite a quite a bit. Yeah. They, they had a difficult time with it. Uh, but Ohio State, no way. Cuz well, no way. No. You if if they put Who Oklahoma the hell did Oklahoma play they played, they Oklahoma played the damn championship game. I, I, That's so it. Did, so did the, so did Ohio State. Oh, after so we could go on <laughs> forever with yeah, this discussion, but because there's two brothers just going at it. Right? Hey, well, hey, hey, I like to hear hey, it. Hey, it's just classic. Yes. That's what it is. All right, um, we'll take then, this offline. <laughs> well, and we just mentioned it, but yeah, there's that Northwestern Auburn game in the Citrus Bowl, and uh, yep, uh, Northwestern impressed me again there. They did. Um, it. Really, it shouldn't be too surprising because um, Northwestern was the second best team in the Big Ten this right, year, exactly. and Auburn was kind of middle of right. the SEC. Right. Even though obviously they've got talent. Right. Okay. Do you guys? What was the score of the Nebraska Northwestern game? Oh, it was tight. Yeah, yeah. They lost by less than. So touchdown. how can that be? How can well, they be the second best team? They were beating Ohio State at half at halftime of the of, of the conference championship game. They beat. But that's, they that beat didn't mean Iowa. anything to me because they the damn Iowa. thing of it is, is they, they haven't played anybody. They, <laughs> Holy cow! They beat a lot of good teams. They, they were us. They were an amazing defensive team and a good. How is it that Nebraska team? hung with them then? Uh, well, Nebraska should have beat them. Yeah, in fact, yes. That's my point, is that they should have beat them. So how good could they have been (laughs) if Nebraska could have beaten Northwestern? How good can can Northwestern be if Nebraska should have beaten them (laughs) and could have beaten them? Because because Northwestern has a, a coach that understands how he can muddy up every game. He can take a team that that is more athletic than his team and make them look like shit. Yeah. And he does it because you know what? He had a great offensive or defensive coordinator who retired this year, by the way. Which which is probably why, if if ever a time for Pat Fitzgerald to leave, and I know he is considering some NFL options, it would be now because he's losing one of his key assistants. Yeah, he's uh, coached uh, for like four years. Right? Mike Hankowitz, you remember that name from Colorado? He was the defensive oh, yeah, yeah. coordinator yeah, yeah. for Bill McCartney yeah. at Colorado when they were winning a national championship and, and competing with Tom Osborne. Hankowitz was the reason why Northwestern's defense was always so freaking good. Okay, he was but, brilliant. It's still, the thing of it is, is that's, you know, uh, you're not making a case for me for Northwestern being a very good team, and yet they're the end-all, be-all because they got beat by Ohio State. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean they won the, the Big Ten West, and they 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 made Ohio State earn that Big Ten championship yeah. victory. And, but it's still and then they to beat me Auburn to to me they they beat a team in that championship game that was. You know, just barely beat them, okay? But this is slightly better than Nebraska. I get where you're okay. going. And uh, Oklahoma is like... Well, you know what the great news is? 
we're going to get a chance to see that next year because we get to go and play Oklahoma in Norman, and we're going to get our asses kicked. Yeah, that, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. See, that's the thing is it? I, I just think that it's it, it was easily capable that Oklahoma would have been the number three seed yeah. and would have played and, Clemson okay. instead of Ohio State, uh, and Ohio State should have been number Alabama. four at best. At best, Ohio State should have been number four. And I don't agree with that at all because I don't even think she so, should have so been there at all. So you're ignoring what we're going to get to, which is well, that Ohio State beat Clemson badly. Yes, they did. But I'm saying that if they would have had to play against uh, Alabama. Alabama, it might have been a different story. Well, that's true. Okay. And also, Oklahoma could have done the same damn thing to Clemson. Right, we don't know. We, we don't, don't know. know. See, that's the thing we don't know. Right. But see, Oklahoma didn't get the chance to. I know. Because the Notre Dame. Right. Yeah. Well, so, and I. That's the little, whole thing. One little diatribe on this, and then we'll move on. But, <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. It's good. It's good. good. It's really good um, radio here. Yeah. No, I love it. <laughs> uh, but um, I. This is a conversation I know we've had on some of our older episodes where we're talking about the playoff rankings and things like that, which right. gets into. Are you looking, what's more important, the full resume of the full season and who wow. played the best from the beginning to the end, or who's playing the best football right now at the end of the season? Because I think Oklahoma struggled early on. They did. You know, with some of those losses to and Iowa they State. They actually looked pretty State. shitty, actually, all early yeah. on. But clearly here, they, they've made adjustments. They're more cohesive as a team, and now they probably are one of the best teams in the country in terms of how they're playing right now. Right. But they weren't that earlier in the season. Okay, how many times... Has a team in the past won a national championship with two losses? There's been quite a few. There have. There's been quite a well, few. How many? How many times have they been beat? Twice. Twice. Right. No, I get it. Okay. But, uh, but, but, so, uh, but there, there, there's been a few of those teams. There's not been a lot of those teams. Uh, there was a, a lot earlier on, earlier in the seventies oh, and eighties. Well, too. yeah, in the seventies, yeah. yeah, back when there was no, uh, there was uh, ties. There was a lot of teams that would right. tie instead of right. winning, uh, but so that that definitely disrupted the whole win loss record thing. But um, my, I would say in the since the you know um, college football playoff era and even before that in the BCS era, th- there has been way too much emphasis. And I will agree with you on this, AJ. There have been too much emphasis on undefeated, and and Ohio State is a beneficiary. Of the fact that even though they played fewer games, they were undefeated. No one had beaten them, and they were playing in a Power Five conference. Period. That's 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 a fact. Right. Well, like one of the okay. uh, Alabama's twelve and zero. I know. And Ohio State is, is seven or eight eight and zero. That's right. They've got to play four less, less games. games. Right. Holy shit. Right. That's huge. Uh, it is four you, games. You, you they're the not getting their asses kicked by right. By, you know, even if they else. win, they're losing a player each game. Yeah. Right. So there are four players at Ohio State that are still healthy and available that, that wouldn't they wouldn't probably be. have been right. if they had played four more games. Totally yeah. agree with you. Yeah. That's but that's thing. COVID. That's this year. That's weird. That's this nah, year. That's Big Ten bullshit is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I hope we're talking to all kinds of people from all across the nation on that one because they agree with me. Well, and I remember in the lead-up to that uh, Clemson game, they made a point of saying, the, you know, uh, 
Ohio State's been undefeated since their loss to Clemson, you right. know, and not take into account that they played less games this season, you know, right. but it's like they, they got to re- avenge that loss to Clemson because that was their last loss because they were undefeated, right? So really driving home that undefeated narrative yes, because that is what people really care about it is. in college football. And regretfully, that's it's got too much influence and it has since the beginning of the college football playoff era. Well, there's been a lot of very, very good football teams that have won national championships that have gotten beat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Uh, I'm just saying that in the the college football playoff era, um, well, Ohio State won the very first year of the college football playoff. Mm -hmm. They won it when they were the fourth seed. Yep. They, They barely got in. Right, mm-hmm. and then and then they ended up winning it. Wasn't, and they did it with a backup quarterback. Wasn't it the year that uh, Bama slipped in at number four? Then they won the whole thing too. Yep, Bama. Exactly. Like there was a year when Bama Bama did that. Yep, exactly. So there's been a couple of times where the best team, the team that was playing the best at the end of the year, sneaks in to the fourth spot. And that's where having that's where having a uh, a, a an eight team playoff which we'll get to in future episodes is going to be so valuable because then it gets, it gets totally away from forget that every conference champion is going to be in no matter what. So an Oklahoma who stumbles early, but then becomes the conference champion has the opportunity to redeem those early losses, right? By being a part of the playoff. When the playoff is limited to only four teams, then the resume thing with those two losses is too much. There was a year when Ohio state was outstanding didn't get in because they had one hiccup. Iowa beat them like a drum. Okay, it was a situation where they had three turnovers in the first half of a game, just totally stumbled over themselves. Every other game they were dominant, and and yet they didn't get in the playoff because of that one loss. Okay, and so that's the nature of where you're at when you only get four to choose from, and that's what's going to drive to eight or more. 12, whatever it ends up being. Right. 16. My point was from the from the beginning, 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago, <laughs> was that Oklahoma could have easily, easily, and nobody would have argued with it, been the third seed. Okay. And that would have been a different a different deal. Yeah. The whole thing would be different. It's true. Yeah. I'm not disagreeing with you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just saying that if they were going to get in, they would have gotten in four. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, there's one more bowl I want to mention before we get into the semifinals, which yes. is the Fiesta Bowl, which was Iowa State versus Oregon. Um, of course, we were all cheering for Iowa State being, we you know, even though they're ranked 10 and Oregon's ranked 25, they still felt like the underdog because... Oh, they were the underdog. I guarantee in Vegas they probably were. Probably. Uh, because Oregon just got so much darn talent. Um, but uh, Iowa State played it well. Matt Campbell coached a good game, and they ended up winning 34-17, admittedly with Oregon making a lot of mistakes, a lot of turnovers. Right. It was like five turnovers, I think. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it's hard to, for any team to win with that kind of, uh, you know, mess going on. But right. still, right. good job by Iowa State. Yeah, well, uh, Iowa State, like Northwestern, is a team that simply executes, and they are solid across the board. And they mm-hmm. just get it done. I think Iowa State probably has, you know, probably less than 10 four-star athletes on their entire roster. Over the last five years of recruiting, they might have 10 four-star players, right? So they're not getting the blue chippers. But they execute and they play great. 
And they have a plan. Yep, they sure do. And then, of course, we've got the semifinal games. Um, we would like to do a podcast before the game so we could give our usual predictions and things, but the schedule just didn't play out that way. Um, so the first game that we watched together was uh, Notre Dame versus Alabama, which, of course, the the spread was 19.5 points Bama, uh, which apparently is the highest in the playoff era. History, yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, But it didn't end up uh, being uh, that lopsided. It was 31-14. Uh, Bama victory, but watching the game, it, it was that lopsided. It was that lopsided in terms of how the play was going. Like uh, Notre Dame just couldn't get anything done on offense at all. So, so AJ as a long time, you know, uh, odds guy. Um, ha- I mean, th- this is a semifinal game. There were millions of dollars invested in this game, right? And bet on this. Yeah. Game, oh yeah. Right at the Vegas uh, books and stuff, and that. Last minute and a half cover. Oh yeah, that happened back that store kill, cover. Oh, yeah. That oh, killed. That oh, that killed off a lot. A lot. So of... many people. Oh yeah. Right. Oh god. I mean, because th- th- like you say, the dominant, completely dominant it performance was... by Alabama, yeah. and then Alabama basically puts in some probably second teamers, right? And a lot. Yeah, and then, see, and he, then, and then, he doesn't care. Right. He doesn't He's care won. if he wins by. He's won. He know. Yeah. He knows the game is over. Over. Yeah. Right. So, so he. So yeah. and then Notre Dame marches down and scores that last touchdown in the Puts last in. two yeah. minutes of the game, yeah. and 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 basically gets them inside of that nineteen and a half points and screws so many so people. Many people. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of of uh, a game way long ago in nineteen seventy eight, where Oklahoma and Nebraska played in the regular season, mm-hmm. and Nebraska beat. Oklahoma in yes. the regular season, yeah. and I don't know why, but they ended up both being in the, the Orange Bowl. Bowl. It was a weird they deal. I don't them. remember why they did that, but they ended up playing against each other in the Orange Bowl, which is the weirdest thing in the world. Right. Uh, Miami must have been just god-awful that year or yeah. something. Well, but anyway, yeah, it was they before played. they were good. And late in the game, late in the game, there's a reason why I remember this. <laughs> I bet. Late in the game, Nebraska scored a late, late garbage touchdown, touchdown even though they were getting beat. Right. They scored a late garbage touchdown, and I won 50 bucks <laughs> <laughs> because it got them within the point spread. Right. right. And that was a deal. Right. It's just, you know, it, they, it, yeah. they don't care. No. They don't, the coaches don't care whether they win by seven or fourteen no. or right. twenty-two so or as whatever. As a gambler, you uh, yeah. always need to know yeah. that even if a team is a dominant, if there's a big number, you gotta know that in, in many cases you better know the personality of that coach. If if uh, well, actually, the Oklahoma uh, example he just uh, gave uh, defe- uh, defeats the history of this, but Barry. Barry Switzer is the one guy that, if you're a gambler, you could have said, you know what, I trust Barry. If if he can crush Nebraska in that bowl game, he's going to, right? So he, he'll hang a half, a hundred on him and make it such a blowout that, that you won't have to worry about it, right? Um, but most coaches, once they've secured the victory, they're going to run the clock out and be done with it and let's go, right? Yeah. They're going to put their second teamers in, get some snaps, let them experience a bowl game, all that kind of shit. And, but and that's what happened with yeah. that that uh, Notre Dame right Alabama's exactly. game because you know 
they could, uh, Saban could have prevented he, that. And he could have he won by another two more touchdowns right. if he, he wanted the, to. He, he, he could have picked the score. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not so quite so sure on the two more touchdowns. It is true that they were definitely playing second teamers, you know, probably later in the fourth quarter. But Alabama's offense did sputter Struggle. at times. It did. You know, Notre Dame's defense, you know, had some grit to it. And so I think that the the message kind of coming out of this game was that um, it was, you know, for as as much of a favorite as we knew that Alabama was. Um, we it's a little surprising they didn't win by more. You know that they didn't look more dominant. That they didn't put up more points. Um, so you know I think that that puts a slight little seed of doubt into that uh, Bama team, right? Going into the national championship well, game. That that's just gonna sucker bet a bunch of people's what oh, that's yeah. gonna do. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. That's I what I'm that, hoping. That is true. That's I think what that's hoping. what's gonna happen. There we yeah. go. Uh-huh. Um, it's funny that you're talking about uh, betting so much and odds because uh, a- uh, uh, AJ and I over here got the bright idea after <laughs> seeing that the. Uh, the Clemson. Since we're in Nevada, yeah. The Clemson Ohio State spread was uh, minus seven. Clemson. We thought, oh well, Clemson is going to beat them by more than that. You know, they look so good in that ACC championship game. Um, so we went down and put down some bets on uh, Clemson winning the game by more than seven, and came back. And early on, it was looking pretty good. Clemson got like fourteen points pretty quick. You know, Trevor Lawrence throwing nice passes. But Iowa State, oh sorry, Ohio State. Uh, Scored right back. It was fourteen all. It looked like it was gonna kind of be a score fest going back and forth. It did and then uh, Clemson just three and outed like I swear like three times in a row, and um, and uh, their defense was just starting to get tired. And uh, Justin Fields was playing the game of his life. Yeah, even and, after getting unlike, his kidneys taken off, <laughs> yeah. Unlike that Northwestern game, he he really uh, threw some accurate balls. Yeah, and even after he got injured real bad in the side, and the kid on Clemson's staff or Clemson's team rather who hit him there got ejected for targeting, which I think was dumb. Um, but no. uh, you know he played through the pain, and unlike Alabama, they didn't uh, sub him out later in the game. They kept him <laughs> they in every play up until the very end of the fourth quarter, even though his kidneys were bleeding. <laughs> That's, okay. That's okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but uh, to the surprise of many people, because uh, I certainly, if we had done a prediction before uh, those semifinals, I would have predicted that Clemson was going to win clearly because I bet on him, uh, but. Uh, Ohio State ended up winning that game 49-28 in a dominant fashion. Dominant fashion because of two things. The offensive and defensive lines of Ohio State. Yes. That was the difference in that game. And a young offensive line, too. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, that that proved to be very effective because, yeah, Justin, I mean, aside from that one hit we mentioned, Justin didn't really get pressured too much. No. They did a good job protecting him. They did. Um, I agree. And, of course, uh, Sermon, who had a great game against Northwestern, had also another great game. had, yeah, just ran it all over uh, Clemson. Not to right. the same extent as Northwestern, but still had a And what's interesting is that day. the reason that Sermon's stats aren't weren't bigger earlier in the year is because he wasn't the starter. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that Teague the third was the was the starter for Ohio State most of the year, got hurt, and Sermon became the starter because of Teague's injury. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, Master well. Teague is his name. Master is his first name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny, funny that. Um, yeah, and Sermon being a, a senior as well as Justin Fields, so they're probably gonna lose both of them. 
after this year is Fields over. Fields is a junior, but but he'll pro, he's gonna go pro. Right, yeah. right. But but yeah. So the interesting thing going into this now national championship game that we're describing of Alabama versus Ohio State is what kind of Justin Fields are we gonna have? I mean, I'm sorry, I watched that hit. I, I was worried for the guy's life after that. <laughs> you were, you're like, bring him to the guys, hospital. That guy needs to go to the hospital <laughs> and make sure he's not bleeding to death. Okay, because uh, and and there's some origin for this. There was a uh, there was a assistant coach that that uh, that I had in high school, who um, when I was practicing, he played and he he we needed a running back. We needed a running back. And so one of the, one of the coaches, Tom Ketchkow was his name, and uh, Coach K said, "I'll I'll be the running back." And then somebody went off and hit him full speed while the coach didn't have any pads on, and ended up destroying one of his kidneys. Oh, geez! And we ended up having to literally take him to the hospital. Uh, and so every time I see somebody get hit like that, I think about that, and I think about, "Hey, don't mess with that," because Tom. Said, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, and kept going through practice. And then, about you know, 15 minutes before the end of practice, he collapses. And the next thing we know, we're getting him to on the ambulance and getting him to the hospital. <laughs> right. So, so you don't mess around with kidneys. Yeah. That's the message of that. It's the thing. Yeah. Ohio State looked really, really, really good. Uh, good in general, um, on offense in particular. Um, but with exactly. Justin Fields hurt, and they had a couple more players, you know, just get dinged up over the course of the game, you know, which right. is normal. Although I definitely felt like they had more injuries I, than Alabama did. Right. Um, so the question is. Uh, can they stack up to Alabama, who's been in this situation, you know, so many dozens of times now, being in the national championship game, right? Whereas this is Ohio State's first time back since 2014 when they won it right. in the first playoff. And they series. beat Alabama in the semifinal of that year. So. Yes, they did. Yeah. So last time those two teams played, I think Ohio State won. Right. They did. They did. Um, so looking ahead to that game, um, what are you thinking on a score, Dad? If you had to put a score on that, uh, I think Alabama wins. Game. I think Alabama wins, and I'm going to say it's it's got to be 14 points difference. Um, so I'm going to say what would 38 minus 14 would be 38 24. 24. 38 24. 38 24. Okay, that's fair. What do you think, AJ? What do you think of the national championship score? Oh God, I'm thinking the score will be forty-two to thirty-four. Uh, what I want it to be is eighty-eight to nothing. <laughs> forty-two to thirty-four. Will be so you you want Alabama to just crush? Yes. Yeah. Crush the I, I still I, I don't think Ohio, Ohio State, State deserves, deserves to, be to be there. Right, right. I just do not think that they deserve to even be there. And I, and I, I don't I, care how good they are. I, I don't think they deserve to be there because they didn't play a full schedule like everybody else did. Right. right. Yes, and I, I do see your argument. We talked about that while the game was going on after it was clear that Ohio State was going to win was, you know, the, the advantage that they have of uh, not getting beat up in a couple more oh, games. Yeah. A couple? 
four more games. <laughs> well, they, they it's like half three. a season. No, they, four. Well, well, no. but the difference between them and and Alabama is going to be four. Though. Well, right, right, because right. Because Alabama but, but, played a full schedule. Sure, but if, if Ohio State played three games, it was only down by one compared to Alabama. You know, people. It's would no not, big deal. Yeah, nobody would no. care about that. No, but. but. But still, yeah. it is four games. Right. right. And and the thing is, the Big Ten had the opportunity to have Ohio State play another game in that final week. Right. When Michigan and instead couldn't. of going in that direction, they chose to accept and change the rules to accept Ohio State as the Big Ten East champion, even though they had not met the minimum. Right? Right. They could have said, hey, you know what? Uh, um, Indiana... Why don't you play Ohio State again? Okay, and that would have given Ohio State the opportunity to replay Indiana yeah. or, and and avenge their uh, their their one game. Uh, it would have given Indiana the opportunity to avenge their one loss, right? And it would have given Ohio State the opportunity to prove very definitively that, that they, they were deserve the best to team. be there. And they would have had to play another game, which probably would have led to again my my ratio of. Of approximately one player per game that that gets diminished if not completely eliminated from performance the rest of the season, okay, and 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 that to me would have made more sense. But instead, they gave the white flag, you know, checkered flag to uh, to Ohio uh, to Ohio State yeah. and let them do that. And the reason, in my opinion, why they did that is because if they had done the other thing, it would have been a complete reversal of the Nebraska decision. So Nebraska's pursuit of playing a game, okay, um, in a week when they couldn't get a game because Wisconsin had COVID, uh, caused the Big Ten to not go in that direction and instead just change the rules, okay? And I think that that is was the wrong decision. Right. And that's, I think, one of the hang-ups that well, agents got. And, to, and this would have been harder to figure out, but if they wanted to prove it even more definitively, you'll recall that Texas A&M also had their game canceled due to I know. COVID. They could have had week. Texas A&M play Ohio State, which would have been a great game team. to see. Yes, that would have been a the, – the, both of those oh. – yes, it would have been a great game. Right, and then there would have been less complaint about Oh, my God, if Ohio State had played A&M and beaten them, okay, then guess what? There's no discussion about no, Texas A&M. None at all. Right. That that that's over. Yep. Yeah. Because it takes a, Texas A and M out, out. And it, that's right. Or Ohio, Ohio State, State out. out. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Very true. And then Oklahoma is is the fourth team. All right. And I'm gonna go ahead and predict a little bit closer. I'm gonna say it's gonna be thirty eight Alabama, thirty one Ohio State. I think that uh Alabama's talent is, you know, just Period. too darn good and yeah. you know Nick Saban is prepping and getting his boys ready for that national championship game. You have a great game plan going in. Um, Ohio State showed, really impressed me and surprised me with how well they played. Um, but with an injured Justin Fields, you know, I don't think they'll be able to pull it out even if they make it, well, do and make so, it close. So that's my, that, that's going to be my exception here that, that to this whole discussion that we've had is I'm presuming, and so are you, that Justin Fields is going to be diminished because of, of whatever happened in the... Uh... I, I bet you he'll come out and start be playing fine at the beginning, but right. he takes one He's big be hit. Sore. He takes one big hit, and you'll see him clutching his side. And again. you know, and you know, Alabama is is absolutely zoning in to do that. They are going to be aggressive and attacking because even if they don't get to him, mm-hmm. just the fact that they're close is going to scare the shit out of out of him. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so um, 
Um, anyway, I just think that Ohio State's inexperience in this environment, plus the fact that Justin Fields is probably going to be less than 100%, no matter what. I don't give a damn what magical, you know, uh, Eastern uh, <laughs> acupuncture. Uh, acupuncture they give this guy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's going to be a problem. And and without Justin Fields playing the way he did last week, or I mean in this last game, they don't have a chance. Because the Teague running game isn't going to be there. You mean Sermon? Sermon, excuse me. The Sermon running game is not going to be there. If, if he had both Justin Fields and Sermon then Ohio State might actually have a chance. Because the thing is, Alabama has a weakness. They're secondary. Yep, yep, we saw that. We saw that, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if that could get exposed, but yeah. I don't think I don't think Fields can do that. Right. Yep. Doesn't seem to be that way. Um, so, uh, we'll, of course, look forward to that national championship game coming up here in about a week or so. And uh, that'll be, you know, the end of college football, which is always a sad time, but hopefully we get a good game out of it. Um, I'd like nothing more to see, be wrong in my prediction to see Alabama lose because we don't want to see them win another one. Um, well, but, AJ wants them to see. Well, okay. AJ does. <laughs> AJ does. <laughs> and they were, he was cheering for them against Notre Dame, too. True. So he was overjoyed. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. And of course, we'll do a podcast after that national championship game to discuss it. Yes. So we hope you all out there enjoyed listening to this podcast. You can go in and reach us online if you search for College Football Throwdown on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Leave us a rating or review there and let us know what you think of the podcast. Or you can reach out to us at huskerpete13 at gmail.com. Read your comment out on the air. So thank you all out there for listening. And thank you, Dad and AJ, for joining me once again here in person. It's always fun to talk to you guys about all the football we've been watching this holiday break. And until next time, go Big Red. Go Big Red. Go Bama. (laughs) Oh, no.